good afternoon, everyone. Happy Labor Day. If you are celebrating it, if you're you're taking a day off to hang out, you get that three day weekend. Obviously, there's a little uh, nervousness because we well, not we I'm retired, but people have to go back to work tomorrow. But I want to welcome everybody into a very special edition of the Xbox Factor podcast. And the reason why I decided to do it is because over the weekend we had some big news in the form of uh, 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 well, uh, what, 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 what I'm getting at is we had a letter that was brought to the uh, gaming community's attention uh, by The Verge, a letter specifically sent uh, from uh, Phil Spencer, uh, head of Microsoft Gaming, to, of course, Jim Ryan, head of SIE, uh, declaring uh, a, a signed contract declaring that they would keep uh, Call of Duty uh, on PlayStation for several more years after their contract. Now, from what we understand, the contract expires in 2024. So depending on several more years, I suppose that's really going to uh, it's going to you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Needless to say, Call of Duty would have remained on PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 for at least the next five or six years uh, due to this uh, contract that was sent to Jim Ryan. And I think why uh, a lot of us are kind of scratching our heads a bit is because we heard what they had to say to all of the regulators. We heard what the C- uh, the um, the CMA of uh, of the um the uh, the UK had to say regarding well protecting Sony and not its people. It was really weird how that happened, and I think that they don't have a leg to stand on. And we heard uh, uh Richard Hogue, friend of this community, friend of this program, say that he doesn't think that this is going to change anything. And I, I I'm right there with him. I spoke to several people in Rich's field who believe that this is just a stalling tactic, if you will. But that's not the only thing we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Quite frankly. Uh, another story wreaked its ugly head this weekend, um, and it's one that once again puts a very ugly spotlight on PlayStation's customer service or lack thereof. Um, we have uh, uh, Ains, obviously, who's a good friend of this program, good friend of this community. Uh, he posted something that no collector wants to ever post and that is that their very rare expensive collects edition uh was received as damaged and not because the shipper uh you know like the post office or ups or fedex uh you know put it under the back of the truck and and rolled over it no this this comes directly from uh sony's failure to uh pay the right people to ship their packages from PlayStation Direct, no mind. But listen, before we get into that, uh, I do hear some background noise. I don't know who that is. It's it's kind of like a feedback. So just check your uh, if you have the, the the show playing in the background. Just just check real quick. But Dave, welcome back to the program. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. It's not me. My mic was muted. No, no, no. It, 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 it was John. Yeah, it was John. John. I, I, yeah, I could hear it. Uh, poor John. I'm just John. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about just to... Joe John. <laughs> Those kind of videos you should wait till after the show. Yeah, I love it. Good stuff. Man, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be here today. Um, 
<clears throat> I work for a bank, so it's a bank holiday today. Indeed, me, it so. is. <laughs> so you can't Love be that. here, you can't be on camera, and you could enjoy yourself and let that beautiful hair down oh. as we break down these two topics. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> there oh, you go. Listen, any. um, oh. we'll talk about your new in, your newest uh interview that you dropped today. Thanks, man. Uh, which I put out there on the socials. If you follow me on Twitter, and folks, here's the here here's the pitch. We got 133 people here. Now I can't say that you are are or aren't already following me but just for shits and giggles <laughs> i'm 10 away from 10k followers now i don't know uh if i'm ever going to be qualified for the blue check mark uh i do have about 150,000 tweets um i've never been suspended and i have uh, uh coming up on 10,000 followers i don't know what the clarification is i've tried numerous times and i was denied uh, numerous times so after i hit 10k i'll give it the old college effort to see if i can get that blue check mark like jez corden and so many others um but yeah follow me on twitter at mr boomstick xl let's get past 10k live on the show as we cross 150 people here on a holiday thank you so much for that but let's welcome in fuzzy belvedere fuzzy i know that you have been on on social media uh specifically in our dms talking about these two topics. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. First of all, how are you feeling? Well, I'm doing great. Glad to be here with you guys. And uh, shout out to everybody here in the chat. Man, what a what a uh, period of gaming as far as all this news pouring in. But uh, man, some interesting stuff to talk about. Let's get to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame because just about every launch of every first party game for Sony this year has led controversy. Uh, obviously, the year started out with Horizon Forbidden West and its unbelievable bugs, right? That that was the story, the lead story, um, uh, besides the fact that Sony tried to hide the free $10 upgrade on the PlayStation. And you lit- people like myself had to literally go to the app in order to find it, which is just disgusting. And again, it's, it's, it's Sony, the spotlight once again, going on their customer service. It's just disgusting. Uh, and then of course, uh, Fuzzy, you were a very, very vocal mouthpiece for the egregious behavior of SIE and Polyphony uh, when it came to uh, Gran Turismo that was supposed to be the return of, of the king, right? Yeah. You know, they, they were the racing kings at some point, and they obviously uh, have fallen from grace over the years and, you know, controversy because of the microtransactions. Yeah. Um, and of course... Uh, you know, Sony, not out of the news when it comes to controversy, folks, they raised the price of the PlayStation 5 by 50 bucks. Again, unheard of. Uh, and The Last of Us Part 1 remake isn't really a remake. It's pretty much a reskin. Not only are they charging 70 bucks, but the $100 edition is coming damaged more often than not. So For again, the players, boom. For the yeah, players, yeah. Oh, the payers actually is is, is what it is. But uh, hey, John, first of all, it's so great to have you in the seat. Uh, if you don't know who John Wolf is, you should. He's an incredible uh, content creator, but he was a part of Breakfast with Boom, and then he had to take a step aside because of work. John, welcome back, brother. Boom. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure being on here again with Web Dave, Fuzzy, and yourself. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sending me the, the invite, brother. I did have a day off today, so I wanted yes. to take advantage. Even though I haven't been in the uh, spaces, as they say, I have been listening to 
lots and lots of podcasts, lots and lots of different opinions on both sides of, of you know, of, of this whole Sony price hike and, you know, uh, and, and CMA deal. Um, I got a lot to say, boom. Uh, I've been listening and it's good sometimes when you just sit back and, and you listen while you're working and stuff because you do take back a lot of feedback and then you're able to kind of digest everything and kind of see everything for what it is. So I think I can bring some good perspective today and I'm very excited to talk about all this stuff. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you're here because we do have a lot to get into. And of course, uh, the story that I'm pulling is from VGC, one of my favorite places. Uh, they don't follow me yet on Twitter, which is bugged out because I'm always pimping their wares. But eventually, they'll follow me. Um, I like their news because they are they're on it. If you if you're looking for a news source that is legit, and like I said, out of all the stories that I've used for years since podcasting, I just celebrated the channel's well the unofficial channel's uh fifth anniversary uh september 1st is when i locked down the name for double barrel gaming but congrats boom thank you thank you but we didn't do any any content creation until november 3rd that's when the first video that's still up go check it out it's embarrassing terrible sounds off uh, I don't even I didn't know how to make a thumbnail at the time the thumbnail was a, a wolfenstein that i was it was it's awful but I leave it up for perspective. Every now and again, when I feel like maybe I'm spinning my tires, I go back and I look at it and I get a little red in the cheeks and I'm like, man, this is awful. I should take this down. But I leave it there to see where I've gone. And I'm I'm celebrating five years on YouTube, not because of the work that I do. It's the work that the folks in the chat and in the community are doing by subscribing to the channel um, and being channel members and dropping super chats and allowing my wife and I who's at the center of the uh, of the channel to give back which we're doing uh three more times this year but listen enough of that shenanigans let's get into the story it was posted on september 3rd it was written by jordan midler and the story leads like this last of us part one firefly edition is turning up damage to some customers and uh it, it has a sub quote here sony is reportedly and this has been confirmed not replacing the damaged items. Uh, and I'm going to read verbatim from the article uh, that I just gave credit for. It says this priced at $99.99 and sold exclusively in the U.S. via PlayStation Direct. The first wave of pre-orders for the remake's most expensive edition were snapped up in an hour following the game's announcement in June. Now, at the game's launch, a very special version is being delivered. However, multiple players are reporting that it has arrived damaged thanks to an alleged lack of protection during transit. And the one of the most egregious ones, and I've seen quite a few of them. I mean, I'm gonna, I'll, give, I'll read you off some of the names. We have Mina, Minipolite uh, showed how his was put into a bubble wrap, a bubbler, um, and literally sh- like shoved in there, folks. Like, it, you know, it, it being too small, but they kind of like put the sleeve on like like skinny jeans, which <laughs> don't wear those, but they're like skinny jeans, but for the Last of Us oh, Collects yeah. edition. I think my good. sandwich has more protection than uh, you there know, you go. a Ziploc. Uh, we also have one from Jacob, uh, who put it out there on, his name is at uh, Rillerus. Uh, his was just as damaged. Uh, it was crushed in a same bubbler. Uh, we have Connor Collects. Uh, who showed how his was just literally destroyed. But the most egregious of them all 
is a friend of this particular program, friend of this community, Ains uh, from Season Gaming. Now, I know Ains personally. He is one of the most classiest podcasters that I personally know. And um, he he actually started uh, this rigmarole about uh, letting people know that not only was his uh, um, Last of Us uh, Collector's Edition damaged, but uh, many others who I just uh, who I just you know read live on the air. And this is what Ains had to say uh, on his official Twitter account. He says, "Let's try this again." This is how my $100 collects edition was delivered from PlayStation. As a collector and massive fan of The Last of Us, this is severely disappointing, and he reached out to ask PlayStation. Now, this particular tweet has been retweeted 353 times. It has been tweet quoted 255 times, but it also has nearly 4,300 likes. And he did a story on Season Gaming, which I will add um, to the show notes once this show is done, if you want to read it for yourself. Uh, and VGC did, in fact, use his uh, pictures, along with several others on Twitter, to talk about it. Now, why this is gross, why this is concerning, why no, uh, lots of people in the community are not putting um, PlayStation on blast and or should have been putting PlayStation on blast is the fact that, um, as we know, their customer service is nothing short of egregious. Uh, we have heard stories of accounts being locked because they tried to get a refund on a pre-order that they did not want to cancel. And I can attest to that personally because my brother, Neo Mental, I told the story more, more, more times than not. He had pre-ordered Destiny 2. Uh, from multiple uh, platforms, decided that he was not going to have the time to play on PlayStation and tried to cancel it 90 days before the game came out, three months before the game came out. They said no. He went through the bank. The bank uh, canceled the transaction, and Sony locked his account, and he wouldn't. they would not unlock his account until he purchased the standard edition of Destiny 2. I mean, folks... That's that's a true story. Uh, I don't have my brother here to 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 collaborate, but I can tell you that that is actual factual uh, information. And it's I can gross. I can back you up with some info when we get to me boom about yeah, yeah, the you whole know what chargeback. Yeah, you know what, John? Let's bring you into the conversation uh, once again. Uh, one of the most uh, embarrassing, unprofessional things about Sony. Uh, is their customer service? It has been uh, it has been talked about on numerous podcasts. We've seen some smaller publications talk about it, but we have yet to see the Kotaku's, the GameSpots, and the IGNs. And I'm going to say it because I don't I, I don't have any hair on my tongue. They're in Sony's pocket, uh, and, uh, and and if you don't believe so, well, the reason why this story hasn't been front page news of IGN is because they are afraid of what Sony will do if they talk up against them. Um, I don't understand how the Better Business Bureau has not uh, shut them down, has not fined them for this. I don't know why they're continuing to allow to uh, do this to their customers. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It just goes to show you that, uh, you know, listen, with video games, you know, unlike football or sports, you have your favorite, you know, your favorite team, your favorite platform, um, and then, of course, you have the extremists that no matter what the company does or the team does, 
you're happy with it. You're just, you're willing to swallow it, so to speak. Um, and I actually had people reach out to me directly when I was uh, quote tweeting what um, Ains from season game had to say and say, how could you blame uh, uh, PlayStation? Uh, this is your, your console warring. Um, I, 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 I don't know because it's directly from PlayStation. I, I, am I crazy here folks, but John talk about your experience, but more importantly, let's get your opinion on these damaged, uh, last of us, uh, firefly editions. The fact that they are only offering a uh, 20% off your next purchase. They're not, they're not offering replacements and they don't intend to, uh, that's a big problem. Um, and more so, uh, if you if you read the story, which I'm I'm literally gonna while John is talking, put it into the uh, in, into the the show notes so you you can read it yourself. He was on the phone with multiple people that couldn't help him, and ultimately, even though they were they were they were nice over the phone, nothing got done. But John, please take it away. You know, boom. It's funny how throughout the last two weeks, with all the stories coming out. Uh, from Sony in the last month, especially with the Brazil thing and all that good stuff. It's funny how you had the Sony Defense Force in full effect, justifying price increases, saying that it's what's best for business and all that good stuff. While, you know, people that are just trying like yourself just to put the truth out in out front and center are get attacked and and all that good stuff. And And the reason I bring that up is because what I what I saw throughout the weekend uh, was a lot of people upset about how their packages were were being received, uh, being completely damaged. And it's 100% Sony's fault. They should have had the foresight to to protect the, the contents of the package that they were sending. Um, you know, it, it, are they the only company in the world that, do, that doesn't secure their packages? No. Oh, okay, so it's not it's not only solely them, and it's not fair just to point the fingers at them. But they they do they should take some responsibility for this, right? And how simple would it be for them just to send the cardboard to these folks that have been affected? That doesn't cost them anything, and just have some good will with 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 your you know with, with your fans and and with these customers who have paid over a hundred dollars for basically a reskin game okay so what what the devil on my shoulder now is telling me that you know it, it's one of those things that all these people that are constantly defending sony you get what you deserve okay and, and i'm sorry to say that but i'm gonna call it like it is because there you go championing price increases there you go championing and and rewarding all of this bad behavior until it affects you is when you open your mouths right you want to make a stink when you're affected you get a bad package and now oh sony what are you doing how can you do this to us well what about all the bs that they've been doing to customers all this time and that's exactly the point that boom and, and panel members here and others have tried to to bring out front and center in calling Sony out for BS. I think that, you know, it, it, it's incredible how us, the customers, how, how we have certain customers defending these companies and will go to bat for them, will we'll completely defend them as if they're, pro, as if they're uh, shareholders, as if they're family members. Come on, guys. Like, this is something that that 
Sony needs to make right for these customers. You know, they should do it and they should be held 100% accountable. So I'm 100% with you there, Boom. Another thing, when you were talking about the chargebacks, right? In in my line of business, uh, dealing with, with fraudulent uh, financial crimes, uh, we, we work in tandem with the debit card area that whenever chargebacks come in or disputes for fraud come in, uh, we get involved and we take a look at the claims. And I always chuckle because whenever I see that it's a customer, let's say that it's a mom that called a banker crying about her, her, her son running up the bill, okay, uh, whether it was by mistake and error or whether it was done on purpose by the child, uh, you know, buying you know, Robux bucks or whatever it, it, it is from the PlayStation store, a V bucks, whatever they call that for Fortnite, all that good stuff. Sony will shut down their account, lock them down. Okay. No questions asked. What does that mean? That means, can you imagine if you have a child, right? And in error, they purchase something that they're not supposed to. Okay. Or they, they, you know, kids do things innocently. Okay. Now, you also have to weigh your your. I also understand that you have to weigh the risk because there might be people that are that are scumbags and they're trying to to defraud uh, Sony as a company and banks and stuff like that. So there's a fine line there. But Sony, for the for the most part, no questions asked, they'll shut you down, and that is anti-consumer to its max. At, at right there, and then you'll have these people coming and justifying Sony, saying, "Well, what do you want them to do? They can't lose business." That's fine. We all understand that. But there's something to be said about doing what's right for the customer. And when you're consistently BSing your customers, it, it, you know, some are going to have enough, boom. And, and you know, I think for the most part, we have tried to come out here and just put it to light. Just put it to light. Hold it to the same standard is all that we're asking it's like like what you're saying about IGN, it's nowhere to be found. If this was a, an Xbox game, let's say when uh when Starfield comes out and these collector editions or whatever start getting to customers' damage, it'll be front and center. It'll it'll be the headline for the week, and that's the double standard I think. Boom, that uh it's just very very um I want to say it, it's just it's just wrong, man. And I think that, and I'm glad that. Individuals like yourself and, and so many others that I see are putting it to light because it needs to be said. Someone needs to say something, right? So I'm glad that people like you do, Boom. You, you know what? There, there's a way to do it, right? We, we can get finger pointy and we can throw console war shenanigans around. And, and that's not the conversation we like having on this channel. Uh, everyone that I work with, um, I think, brings a certain decorum to how they present themselves on any of my shows, but as well as their own programs. And I don't think that this is a council war conversation. I, I think that this is a customer service uh, conversation that no one in the big industry wants to have. Now, granted, we're only at 11,000 subs here, uh, but I'm not, I know that I'm not the only one talking about it. Someone like Colt Eastwood, who's a good friend of this program, who, by the way, Colt, he's just... He he met Re Reggie Fizeme. He met uh, Shu from PlayStation. Oh, man, you, you, you follow, follow Cold Eastwood. First of all, follow his channel because he's amazing. But uh, he, he's been making the rounds at PAX West, which, 
I mean, I, I wish I would have, uh, you know, had the time, the money, and more so the safety. Safety first. I'm not comfortable about going to any of these big events yet because obviously me and Mrs. Boom had COVID in July, and it's not fun. And poor Dave and his family are just recovering. So it ain't. It, so I, I'm not there yet. Hopefully next year's E3, I'll be teaming up with the Iron Lords once again, and we will be doing our thing uh live uh and i'll be covering e3 live and you know maybe i'll get an interview with that phil you know that phil spencer interview that i'm waiting for maybe but listen before i bring dave into the conversation i gotta thank several people uh for super chats as well as we have a new channel member which is freaking awesome uh sith lord drops the first super chat of the day of five dollars so sith lord thank you so much for the incredible there's one above that boom oh is there there? yep scroll up Oh well, thank you for that, brother. No worries, this, is, this, this is this is this is why I love you, Dave. Uh, Topical, baby. <laughs> Dan Lazaro drops the first super chat of the day. Dan, thank you so much for the generosity and, of course, for being here. He drops a five-dollar super chat and says they're using the same cheap cardboard on the PlayStation Five and Collects Edition, penny pinching as looks. Yes, the packaging on the PS Five. <laughs> oh my God, was so thin. It was so cheap that if you we're carrying it too long because it's it's a listen it's a big piece of tech and it's heavy the the plastic would come out it's a carton of eggs yeah it's it's, yeah it's it's bad it's it's bad and boom the last thing i'll say for everyone listening i i believe that all four of us own playstation fives yeah Mm -hmm. i'm happy to own a playstation five i quite love it okay we we all own playstation fives so it's not like we don't own these systems that we're just randomly saying these things and and voicing these opinions like you always say we're in the bag we gave sony 500 dollars. so i feel like if we we do have a voice in this conversation listen i i have i i've purchased uh half a dozen games i have the camera I have the headphones. I have a, another controller. I, I'm in the bag for Sony, but what I'm not in the bag for is to defend them because as quickly as I'll be the first one to call Phil Spencer and company to the carpet, if they do something and they have done some things that were questionable that I wasn't a fan of. And I came right out and I said what I said. And of course, the same way I'm talking about Sony, the same way I would talk about Nintendo or Microsoft. Uh, you have to hold them accountable for this kind of behavior because you cannot let them go unchecked. Um, and we've seen uh, Sony unchecked. And they're pretty much, you know, again, it's not conversation for today, but they've been buying up studios. They've been adding, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, publishers and, and things of that nature to their, uh, their, their, you know, their ranks, which is what you want to see them do. You want them to, uh, you know, to compete and it's a problem when Microsoft does it. So again, that, that, that's a horse of another color. But Sony has been running unchecked, and their market leader status, ladies and gentlemen, has had uh, what I like to call the return of the arrogant Sony, the PlayStation Three arrogance that lost nearly lost in the generation. Remember, they they made a comeback at the back end of it, but for the most part, it was 360 here, there, and everywhere. Um, and uh, it, it seems as if they believe that their uh, their S doesn't stink, and well, now now you're starting to see it, uh, and it's starting to pile up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they have done one bad move after another, and I think that Mike, Microsoft is going to have a very easy time presenting their case about you know not you know putting Sony to bed. Sony's basically putting themselves in the corner, and we will continue to talk about that momentarily, but. 
Uh, Sith Lord, good friend of the program, generous friend of the program, drops a five-hour super chat and says, as a former GameSpot, GameStop employee, uh, odds 11 years, I find The Last of Us Collects Edition uh, poor packaging a disgrace to Sony. I'm heartbroken for those customers, indeed, especially because you can't get another one. And right now, folks, if you didn't know, uh, they are $600 from scalpers for uh, unscathed collector's editions. That, is, isn't that sick? Think about that for a second. It's a, Okay, so it's 100 bucks. I see most scalpers on a regular basis, they make it 229 and they double up their profits, right? And you're like, okay, you know, if you missed out on it, you really love The Last of Us and you want to spend that money, it's terrible, but not that terrible. But the fact that it's now $600, it's not $600 because the game is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's $600 because they can't, the Sony isn't replacing the damaged ones. And that's, and that's, that in itself is egregious. But let me continue. We also have uh, Brett Bingham. Wow, Brett, thank you so much for being here, but thank you for the generosity. He drops very generous $10 super chat and says the CMA can't protect Sony from their own anti-consumer policies. That is what is causing the problem in competition, not Microsoft's acquisition. Sorry, not sorry. Dude, I could not have put it out any better. That is an absolute 1,000% fact. Thank you for the generosity, but thank you for the comment. Uh, we have Paul Drew, who's been a channel member for three months. Paul, thank you so much for the generosity, but being here as well. And he says this, no question, but thanks for all you and your guests do, Boom, for the gaming community and the entertainment, uh, entertaining podcast you deliver every single week. Uh, that's awesome, brother. That is worth its weight in gold. I honestly am always thrilled that people are enjoying the content and we have a new channel member who joins paul drew the collector brother thank you so much for being here but more importantly thank you for joining the channel um fuzzy let's get you in on the conver uh, conversation mm -hmm. here uh, again uh sony in 2022 is racking up l after l after l and it mm -hmm. all circles around customer service uh, the the way that they have uh, used Terra tactics in this industry to keep, uh, I guess the you know the, the 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 you know places like IGN and Kotaku and Gamespot in line, so to speak, with uh, threats of you're not getting this if you if you you know go up against us. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty much like the Rebels versus the Empire, right? Uh, <laughs> right now, uh, we've seen them raise the price of the PlayStation. We've seen them raise the price of of their controllers. We've seen them, you know, in the beginning of generation, two years, you know, uh, uh, two, two years ago, raise the price of their first party games. Their service is three dollars more than Game Pass, but they don't offer day and date. As a matter of fact, they didn't even offer a new game this month. They only the, the only new game was Stray last month, which I up, uh, you know, up, up my subscription to because I wanted Stray and it's quite good. Mm -hmm. um, and now you're seeing this. This comes out, and it's it's all anyone is talking about, and no rebuttal from Sony. No, no, you know, like if, if something like this were to happen to Xbox, who do who do you think is the first one that comes out here? Aaron Greenberg, mm -hmm. you know, Aaron Greenberg stands in the front, takes all the arrows, and says we're going to make it better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, here we are, you know, Herman Holtz nowhere to be found, Jim Ryan nowhere to be found, and anyone else, which they really have anybody that's you know that gets into the socials. 
uh, to represent them. No one's talking. Um, is this another spotlight on Sony's egregious customer service? It is, but it's it's one of many. And and it's funny. They were going through this lawsuit, which a lot of people say is frivolous, and it it, it doesn't have as much it weight or might bearing. Be, but- right. But it, it, in the UK, they probably would have had a much stronger case if they had pointed out some of the, the issues with the customer service. Like when it comes to getting refunds, when it comes to like the this counter on the um, the downloads and stuff like that for trials. Like originally they said it was supposed to be like a couple hour trial, but like a game like was it Roller Dome? I think you only get 35 minutes. So they've already gone back on their word, but I guess yeah. they're adjusting it because of the size of the game. Okay, understandable. But when you look at the overall from the beginning of this generation moving forward, it seems like this is a company that's all about trying to squeeze every dollar of profit they can any way they can. When people were back when the the Series X and S as well as the PS5 were launched, you know, people were, you know, comparing the packaging and everybody that received their Series X or even their Series S they were pretty pleased with the packaging. And when you buy something direct from Microsoft, it was almost in like a secondary bulletproof box to make sure that the box got to you in, in good shape. Now that's if it was shipping direct from, from Xbox, if it was from Amazon, it might be a little bit different story, but nonetheless, a lot of people praise the packaging for, you know, Xbox with PS five, even digital foundry, you could see, um, I forget his name now, but he had he ripped the box on their initial unveiling or or interaction with the PS5. There's like a big tear because as soon as you go to move that thin cardboard, it tears. It's I mean, it's like you, you, there was no lies to be detected when you guys are talking about it. it's a heavy piece. Because let's be honest, this thing is like a little mini tower computer in comparison. Yeah, and and in that cheap egg crate. Uh, surrounding and and thin cardboard, you're, you're going to wind up tearing it more so. Like I, I remember seeing pictures of people giving PS5s as Christmas gifts. You know the lucky ones that were able to get them in that time frame, and you know you pull the paper from the wrapping where you, they may have put a little bit of tape, and they wind up tearing the box. And then the dad is like, "Oh no, no, we got to put because a lot of people like to save the box in case anything should go wrong. You at least have the box to send it back." Fuzzy, but- I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know you know what I think it is something because to, to to your point, you would expect that from like a startup company from something mm-hmm. you buy from Indiegogo, but from yeah. Sony, the market leader, I think that that is where this is like so shocking to many of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they put more effort in the packaging for their phones, or uh, although their phones don't do as well, uh, they put more effort in packaging for their TVs. Why in the hell are they not putting better effort in the packaging for the PlayStation 5? Okay, I get it. People are going to take it out of the box. Nobody really cares about the box. All right, I'm with you on that. No problem. But now they're raising the price on the, the consoles themselves. And yes, while they say it's not in the U.S., but dare you find one that's not from a scalper in the u.s that's not already in a bundle so hey there you go there's your your impromptu price hike but it's just funny to me how sony has been tripping over or stepping on this rake ever since the uh the brazil documents and things you know shout out to um 
to crazy Louie because he kind of <laughs> said that. And it's like, yeah, looking back at it, it's kind of true. It's been nothing but stepping on rakes ever since. But yeah. I, I just don't understand why people are willing to protect this, you know, billion dollar company when it's obvious it's a customer service issue. And if you want to blame UPS or whatnot, UPS doesn't put it in the bag. I mean, unless, unless PlayStation or Sony themselves are stocking it at one of those logistics centers, UPS doesn't touch it until they put it or until Sony puts it in a truck for them to pick it up. So yeah, nice try with that. But you would think Sony would know better considering that they've cheaped out on the cardboard or the packaging for the Firefly edition. It's like, why would you put it in an envelope as opposed to a box? And the only thing that I can think of dealing in logistics when I was working is that it's to save costs. And and if you're going to talk about somebody raising prices and and uh, on the the hardware and raising prices on gaming in general, where now it's seventy dollars is the new entry point, yeah, it it just comes across as as the the not really even Scrooge McDuck, but the the greediest of greedy <laughs> right now when it comes to oh cut costs here and charge more there, and you know it, this is what we wind up with. My question is, where's the Adam Boyles, where's the Sean Laden's of, of, of Sony right now that see things like this in our like and can tell Jim Ryan and send the message like, hey, hey, Jim, even though that we're doing really well and, uh, you know, we're doing what we're doing here, we, we can't burn our bridge either. We can't <laughs> burn our bridges and we continue to step on our own D. And you, I think you, that and I think that, you know, something needs to be said. Where is that individual working for PlayStation that that has the gall to tell Jim, Jimbo? We're dropping the ball here. Yeah. Uh, you know, good stuff. This, this well, they pushed what... them out. The, they already pushed those guys out the door. You know, it's funny. They were it's funny too much. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Fuzzy. And and to and to your point, John, that's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure, or I would be greatly surprised if those emails haven't been sent. The reason why we don't know about them is because they are uh, keeping those uh, those criticisms private. Now, yeah. Sean Layden, obviously. You can say what you want about him. He was one of my favorite parts of PlayStation. And, and the reason why that is, and uh, if you ever seen him on stage during the PlayStation shows that they used to have in December, um, he would get there and you could see, like, you, you can't fake the assi- excitement that he had. You know what I'm saying? He was out there. He's, you know, he, he's, he's slapping high fives with people. He's excited. Now, granted, maybe they weren't the best of, uh, of, of, you know, shows because, you know, they had flute guys and things of that nature that a lot of people made fun of. But for the most part, I really loved Sean Layden's uh, representation of Sony and how they did him wrong, where he was pretty much thrown into the uh, the coal mines and they and and locked down in the cave and never seen again. We didn't hear from him until about a year after he left PlayStation. Like, I don't know if that was contractual or not, uh, but you're but you are on to something. And and you know something, that's the thing. I don't think that these folks that used to work with PlayStation that might actually still care about the brand would would not send Jim Ryan a letter. Let me give you another thing that that occurred. Um, I, you know, I, I connected my PS3 a, a few weeks ago. Uh, part of my setup here, I felt like playing some some older PS3 games. And it's funny because now when you go to the PlayStation Store on the PS3, you need to add funds via a PS4, a PS5, or do it online. It doesn't let you buy games directly and add funds to your wallet from the PS3. 
Now, again, it's just one of those things that, yes, it's a niche product at this moment. There's, you know, uh, they're not really so fully supporting the PS3. We, we get all that. It's not what it's about. It's just that it's one of those things. It's another move that you just scratch your head and they're like, do you, do you, do you, are you purposely trying to piss your customers off? Or is it that they have such a grasp of what they see online, the justification, the championing of these things, and they just feel like if it's okay, they'll take it. They'll take it, they'll take it, they'll take it. Until we see a dip in sales, status quo. We'll just keep on giving it to them, give them the business, and if it doesn't hurt our bottom line, we'll give them less and less. That's just the way it feels. It's unfortunate. Uh, and I saw a lot of people in the chat talking about, uh, you know, any time in business, when a business is uh, trying to save its sinking ship, they're going to cut costs in packaging, they're going to cut costs of, like we see in Apple, uh, Apple took out the phone jack and they stopped including, uh, you know, like pieces of, of, I mean, it's hardware, but headphones in the packaging. And when you times that by, you know, 10 million of these units put out there, you could see where they're, 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 they're cost cutting. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate that this continues to happen. But I think that why this is unfortunate for PlayStation is because... In a year where they have been incredibly vocal about how Microsoft is going to potentially change the industry as we know it, and, and, and they absolutely are uh, once this deal is done, that they are claiming to be the victim, whereas they are the aggressor. Uh, they are the aggressor in multiple ways. Uh, they are giving less to their community that supports them. Their packaging is egregious. Their shipping is egregious. Their games are now starting to launch with bugs. Uh, I saw a couple of posts on The Last of Us. I don't think it's as egregious as uh, The Last of Us was, but I did see some bugs where um, there's um, there's clipping and the whole worlds are going uh, when they turn the camera, disappearing and then popping back on. Um, this is a Sony that is staggered. Um, I think that they are in a bit of they're in a bit of a pickle, folks. Uh, I don't know how much of a pickle because, well, they are the market leader currently. Now, how long is that going to last? Well, if you keep doing this, along with the fact that Microsoft is going to eventually own Call of Duty, I think they're in a they're in a bit of trouble, and I think they know that. Uh, but yes, uh, I think the, the the best way I heard it uh, recently was, uh, and I don't remember who said it, the stepping on rakes. Uh, who was it, Fuzzy, that said that? Um, it was Crazy Louie. Crazy uh, Louie, yeah, and, and and it's really, it's the truth. They're literally walking around their lawn, and instead of uh, of just walking to go grab a beer or a hot dog, the rake is hitting them in the face, and they continue to do it, and it's their own doing. Um, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, that, that's the first topic of the show. I do want to catch up uh, with some of the I, – I know Daquan, I, I saw your – Daquan C. He says, I just sent the super sticker. Does it show up? Boom. I'm going to check YouTube if Dave didn't catch it because I didn't see it. I, I didn't I, see I'm, a super sticker. Yeah, so, so you know what? Let, let me let me check uh, YouTube momentarily because sometimes it doesn't register, and that's that's YouTube. I will find it when I do give and you the proper – you mind if I make a few comments on this? Yeah, no, please, by all means, <laughs> come right on in, Dave. All right, so just um, I'll make a couple of quick points, but um, and this is not in no way defending 
them at all. But right. Um, but like the um, <clears throat> the packaging for this this PlayStation Collector's Edition. One of the things that they that that's in the Collector's Edition about it is that the the packing is supposed to be uh, minimalized. In other words, uh, eco friendly. Uh, you know, is you know yes. biodegradable. Doesn't use yes. as much. You know, but you're you're paying like ninety dollars or hundred dollars for the Collector's Edition, and then you're getting basically inferior packaging compared to the the regular edition of the game. So that to me is like not great sense. Another thing that I think that Sony could do to, to fix this problem is um, obviously they don't want to send out more product. They, you know, because they, you know, they they have, you know, certain, you know, investment costs, but they could seem like they could go back at least to the manufacturer of those cardboard boxes and reissue those. Yes, it would cost a couple of dollars in shipping to send it to people that you know that complained, but to run them through the printing process of just the boxes wouldn't cost Sony that much money. Yeah. Literally, cents, uh, you know, like maybe box, 20, 50 cents a box. Yeah, you know, and it would and it would take care of their PR nightmare that they're that they're <laughs> really going through right now. So it's not like I said. It's not, I'm not trying to. These just seem like easy fixes that they're just not doing where other companies have gone back in and, you know, taken the big L and made it right. And that's really uh, a thing that I think they should do is try and make it right. That's all I got to say, man. But no, I mean, that's, that's good stuff. I, I, I think you're, I think you're onto something, Dave. And that's a, that's a fantastic point. Uh, what would it actually cost them to reprint these boxes? Yeah, and not um, not even the whole the whole package. Not even send them everything that comes with it. Obviously, they already have that. But then here is just a replacement sleeve for the collector that wants to put it pristine in their collection on their box in their shelf because they I, love the game. I listen to the little devil on my shoulder one more time, just for yeah, a fat sure, comment. Right. Boom. You know, yeah. the, the 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 fact that they're charging seventy dollars for that game, they're already so ahead that it's like really they can't they can't take a a small minimal loss to make this right it, it's these are the things boom. these are the things well i mean talking about taking a loss remember what happened with the red ring of death uh it cost microsoft a billion dollars i think that was at the time where they were like listen if someone calls up with a broken 360 send them a new one yep uh, i i got eight i got eight of them uh in total uh to the point where but because they took care of them the reputation of those didn't take the dive go. that it could have because it was yeah. still the best selling system for the xbox was the 360 even with that horrendous problem of the red ring so 100 it's it was the customer service and their attention to detail and fixing the issue that continued to have the goodwill the reason why people like us continue to buy their product to this day yeah and that's a great point uh and again this this is this is what's happening to sony they are uh uh so so much so the lack of concern for the people that support them, they are literally burning their own bridges, ladies and gentlemen. Jim's, um, Jim Ryan's greatest strength is also his greatest weakness since he's a money man. Yes. Sometimes when you look at these things under a microscope, every single penny, and you're counting every penny, these things happen. Yeah, I mean, and again, great points from everybody on the panel. Uh, first of all, I got to welcome in uh, 425 people here. Uh, listen, uh, Daquan, I didn't see it. Uh, the super sticker come through. Um, if by some chance that does pop up, 
by end of show, of course, I will, I will, uh, you know, shout you out. If I miss it, if it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't show up on YouTube or on the actual live stream, which is again, mm-hmm. that's a YouTube thing. I will then reiterate uh, the super uh, the super sticker on one of the future shows. And this particular week uh, is week number three, where I'll be doing five consecutive live streams Monday through Friday. Um, I have uh, four of the shows already written. Um, and uh, the uh, the thumbnails are up for you to take a look at. The Breakfast with Boom, I am currently putting together as we speak. But yes, this week will be, again, five consecutive days of live stream events, uh, all happening at 12 p.m. except for Wednesday, which is the, the night show, and that's primetime gaming um, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and yes, this is a special edition Xbox Factor podcast. We will be having our regular edition tomorrow at noon uh but listen i i I gotta talk about one of the biggest stories uh that exploded over the weekend on top of this and again it just goes to show you uh how one company continues to rise and that's microsoft and xbox and the other one continues to go down and that is sony and we have a story that i pulled from the verge written by uh, the one and only Tom Warren. Uh, and obviously Tom is someone not only that I respect, I think a lot of people in this community uh, uh, respect as well. And he is definitely someone to follow on the socials because he does have his pulse on to specifically what happens in gaming, but more so when it comes to Xbox. And his article reads, as such, Microsoft will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for several more years beyond be, beyond existing deal. And apparently, we learned on Friday that Microsoft's Xbox, Microsoft's uh, chief, uh, you know, of course, Phil Spencer, wrote a letter to Sony's or SIE's Jim Ryan. Uh, and actually, uh, it was a contract saying that they would, in fact, uh, leave Call of Duty past the contract that's currently, from what we understand, ending in 2024. And I have all that information uh, for you right here. And I'm going to read verbatim from the story, again, from Tom Warren of The Verge. And it says this, ladies and gentlemen, Microsoft is committing to keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation for several more years. Beyond the, the existing marketing deal Sony has with Activision, Microsoft Gaming CEO and Xbox Chief Phil Spencer made the comment in a written letter to PlayStation head Jim Ryan earlier this year, and it's the clearest sign yet that Call of Duty won't suddenly disappear from PlayStation platforms after the Microsoft $68.7 billion deals approved by the regulators. And here is a direct quote from Phil Spencer talking about it, and this is an interview he did exclusively with Uh, The Verge. And Phil had to say this, ladies and gentlemen. In January, we provided a signed agreement to Sony. Check that out. A signed agreement in January to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract, an offer that goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. And this comes again from Microsoft Gaming CEO, Phil Spencer, and he said this statement to The Verge directly. Now, as Tom says in the article, exactly how many years Call of Duty is guaranteed on PlayStation still isn't crystal clear, but 
Bloomberg originally reported earlier this year that Microsoft was committed to releasing Call of Duty on PlayStation for at least the next two years, suggesting that Sony's marketing deal for the franchise could expire, like I just said, in 2024. Microsoft then publicly committed in February to keeping Call of Duty available on PlayStation beyond the agreement and into the future. And folks, look, this is where we get into the weeds, so to speak. And this is where I get a little frustrated as a, as a content creator. I'm not a business major. I think everyone knows that. I'm a retired New York City police officer. I'm proud of my 21-year career where I served uh, my community that I grew up in as a kid. So it was a dream scenario for me. And now I'm podcasting. And the one thing that I did uh, while in the NYPD is I worked in community affairs. And I understand, you know, I got a chance to see a lot of the finites that went behind just, you know, Cops chasing bad guys, uh, dealing with politicians, dealing with youth. I spent a lot of time as a youth officer uh, counseling kids, getting kids out of gangs, things of that nature. It was an unbelievable career. But what I see here, pardon my French, is a load of bullshit. Uh, And I have to say that I'm calling Sony to the carpet because if we look at what was said to the Brazilian government, we have it on strong opinions and authority that this same sentiment has been said to all governments that the, that it seemed as if Microsoft was pulling the rug out from under them, taking call of duty away from the PlayStation players. When in January, we have confirmation from Phil Spencer himself saying that, no, we are going to keep a call of duty for several more years. And you know what I say? Let's just say for shits and giggles, ladies and gentlemen, that it's five years. It's the two years from now, and it's three more years after that. So it's five years. Call of Duty on PlayStation to uh, 2027, right? And I think that's fair. What is what is that? What exactly does Phil Spencer mean that this is something that is normally not done in business? Well, what it does for Sony is it gives them a five-year block to challenge Microsoft to to challenge Call of Duty. You know, you have 12 gas games in development, right? Now, what are those gas games? Is it SOCOM? I sure hope so. Is it Resistance Fall of Man? Hell freaking yeah. What else there's in there? I don't know. But could Killzone be making a comeback? Well, that was a Halo killer at some point. Halo's kind of killing itself right now, but that's a story for another day. Um, Look, the bottom line is... What Microsoft is doing is they are being the proper gentleman, even in what is expected to be uh, a real punch to the balls of Sony. Them not being able to depend on a third-party FPS for most of their money that PlayStation makes is a them problem. You should have had your own first-party IPs that that, that are so stout and so important to gaming, right, that they put out there. You should have been developing a a, a challenger to Call of Duty, to Halo, to Apex Legends, to Fortnite, whatever flavor you throw in there. And they haven't. They have rested on their laurels. They have sat on their hands as market leader, and they continue to rake the players over the coal, and no one says anything. And now, now they're in trouble, folks. Now, once this deal is done, they realize, and and I think that really what it comes down to is the fact that 
yes, PlayStation is going to have Call of Duty. But the same way that many people of the 500 of the 450 people we have in here right now bought a PlayStation was for one of their games, right? You bought it because you wanted to play Spider-Man or you bought it because you wanted to play the new Nathan Drake adventure or you bought it because you wanted to play a, a new game uh, with Samurais. Whatever your, your decision to buying a PlayStation 4 or 5, it was because they had something that Xbox didn't have and continues still not to have when you talk about third-person, over-the-shoulder, story-driven games. Now, that's coming to Xbox. That's going to start probably next year with Hellblade 2, but they still don't have those types of games. With that said, though, we all bought PlayStations because they had something that the other guy did not, right? I think we can all agree there without being console warriors or claiming that one is better than the other. You bought an item, you bought a product because the other guy did not have what you wanted and you wanted to be a part of the conversation regardless of whether from FOMO or you just like those types of games. Absolutely. Right? So Microsoft finds themselves in a way where, yes, they are one of the most richest companies. They are closing in on $3 trillion. So somehow being the, fir- the front runner for Call of Duty is a bad thing. Them making investments to challenge Sony is a bad thing. I, I thought that was business, ladies and gentlemen. And I think what's aggravating here, what- what's frustrating here as a content creator is to see that Sony is trying to play the victim in almost every aspect of this deal. Everyone they have gone to and cried a river for is claiming as if they don't they don't have that they're no they're not the market leader anymore. That Microsoft was 68th in in the in the lead and moved to the first. Whereas even after this deal, and it has been said by Phil Spencer himself, they still will be number three. So it's is it Microsoft's problem that Sony's been sitting on their hands and they didn't take this shit seriously? Well, according I, to them, according to them, not even a, a developer to the caliber of Naughty Dog can make a game to match or exceed Call of Duty. According, there you go. According that's, to their own words. Yeah, that's right. None, none of their current studios that are renowned for their first party games can match Call of Duty. Right? We 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 can't make a game. We we can't make the game as good as Call of Duty. I call hogwash. So listen, let's let's bring in John on this. Uh, I know you're going to have a lot to say. We have learned that this letter exists. It was sent in early January, almost right after. And, and it's funny because we heard Phil Spencer say that they had a good conversation with PlayStation regarding what they intend to do. And I'm assuming, and again, I, I, I'm assuming here, I could be wrong, that this is what he was talking about. And there has not been a rebuttal. You know, we don't know what Jim Ryan said to him. I would imagine that it's probably something on the lines of, hey, Phil, we appreciate you, uh, you know, putting it out there that you intend to keep PlayStation uh, PlayStation in the Call of Duty conversation. And maybe we will. Maybe someone will unearth this document. And I hope that they do because, man, if they do, and I'm assuming that this, this conversation is going to be brought up to regulators because Sony's digging themselves a grave, folks. This, uh, this, uh, this this deal, deal is going through, John. This this yeah. deal is going through, and I think the more that they continue to do to step on these rakes, as as it's as it's been said, uh, the more that it's basically um, just the, the opening the door for Microsoft's very high powered attorneys 
to destroy Sony's uh, claims at every turn. But what are your thoughts on this? I mean, do you find this to be ridiculous that they are claiming all of these falsities, knowing that's, that Microsoft has already committed the PlayStation well into potentially 2027? It's ridiculous. And what's frustrating about it is that the trusted individuals that you hope are in charge of overlooking and noticing these things are making statements just like the CMA did last week, coming out and basically defending Sony and and, and it's and making it seem as if all they did was Google and 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 put a response down that was all in favor for what appeared to be poor Sony, poor Sony, poor Sony. And then us being the consumers can see through the BS. We, we know what's going on on the inside, and it's so frustrating because it's like you you people are the professionals. How, how do you people not see these things, right? How, how do you not have a, 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 a touch on the pulse of this thing, right? Now, I, I, I really enjoyed listening to Kay Asante's you know, uh, point of view with this whole CMA thing. I also enjoyed listening to Pong Soul because there's, as Pong Soul said, there's a business side to it and there's a, there's a consumer personal side to it, right? The business side of it, Sony, you can say Sony's doing what they need to do. Of course they need to put up some type of fight, right? So I, I get it. I, I, I totally get it from a business standpoint. I personally would have gone about it if I was in Jim Ryan's shoes in a different way. I would not have thrown my own developers under the bus and make them feel like they cannot make a game that exceeds or matches Call of Duty. I think that was absolutely ridiculous to try to make a statement, bring everybody around you and their morale down. I, that doesn't make any sense to me because if I'm if I'm working at Naughty Dog, I'll be damned if you tell me that my game is not as good as Call of Duty or even better. Okay, and 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 that's just that's just like a from a pride thing, right? But what? Whatever, we'll leave that to the side. Business business indicates that Sony is trying everything in their power to disrupt this deal however they can. They are a disgruntled ex right now. Anything that they can do to get uh, exclusivity for the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever they can get, they're, they're, they're throwing it out there because they figure we're on the verge of losing this thing. I really do think, Boom, that this deal shook them to their core. All of the actions, all of the comments that they're making, they didn't see this coming. There's no way that they could have seen this coming because they would be more prepared. They wouldn't be making these these uh, claims as they are making. Now, even Phil, what's shocking to me when I heard this news, even Phil getting trying to get ahead of all the regulation, trying to get ahead and 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 portray that good guy, uh, Microsoft up up front saying, "Hey, we're not going to take Call of Duty away because we are forecasting that that's going to be their biggest rebuttal to this deal." So let's get ahead of them. Um, I think it's pretty common sense with people being up in arms that why are they only guaranteeing it for a few more years? It, it's impossible for Microsoft to guarantee that a, a title like Call of Duty will always be on PlayStation. They can't predict the future. What what happens if, let's say, the, the Call of Duty that comes out after Modern Warfare 2 is a complete flop and it completely destroys the franchise? What if Microsoft doesn't want to make Call of Duties after that? And I'm not saying now that's all that is hypothetical, 
unlikely. Uh, obviously, I, I I know that, but it's a it's a reality, and that's something that needs to be taken into into account. Microsoft cannot make a promise that Call of Duty will always be on another platform without themselves knowing for sure that 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 particular title will be healthy for the long run. They cannot guarantee it in stone for a hundred years. They can now they can put something to where, hey, if the title is healthy and profitable and we want to release this title on multi-platform, we believe that this title is a uh, is a multi-platform title that it will generate the most money. It will be the healthiest with with all with the player base from the PlayStation side and all that good stuff. All that makes business sense and that's okay. But for them to flat out say, hey Sony, don't worry about it. We got you from from here to the end of time. It's it's just unrealistic. And it's not fair. It's it's can you imagine purchasing a home and they tell you, hey, you can't change the windows, you can't change the doors, you can't, you can't do any upgrades, you can't do anything to this house that you just paid God knows how much money for? It's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's preposterous to even suggest such a thing. It's it's ridiculous. Now there's there's many that are coming at it from an angle. Well, well, you need to understand that Call of Duty is bigger than a platform. They they are their it's own not. platform. Okay. There's it's a game. Other, it's a game, and yeah. and and yes, even though it has reached that mega that mecca of upper echelon titles where it's larger than life. There's events held for these things. You, you know that there. You know that there used to be a bunch of games that were just like that. That they don't they don't get celebrated as much anymore. Yeah. You know, Halo being one of Microsoft's own IPs. Anybody remember the midnight launches for Halo Two and Halo Three? I was part of them. It was huge. Okay, it was it was at one time Halo 2's release was bigger than any blockbuster movie that had come out. Okay? Times change, titles fluctuate. That what's popular today will not be popular tomorrow. So for Microsoft to handcuff themselves and promise Sony something that Sony themselves know it cannot be done. It's just Sony playing the game. It's just them trying to throw that out there so that the regulators can have a pity on them and 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 they're trying to confuse and they're hoping that these regulators are uninformed is what they're doing yes, because fantastic the, points brother and you know because, something it did seem uh, if you saw what was written by the cma especially on social media and i made a big deal over this i don't think anyone else did this is this is supposed to be this is supposed to be a professional entity Yep. That's not there to defend Sony. They're to defend us, the consumers, using emojis in yep. their rebuttal to this. And one of them, the second, and again, like I said, I, 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 I've read them a dozen times. The second quote has a block emoji. Ridiculous. What? It's highly unprofessional, ridiculous. It's not a Microsoft versus a Sony thing. It's just ridiculous. They need to be the CMA, just like the FTC, just like everyone else, every agency around the world needs to be held to a higher standard. They don't take sides. They're only fact checkers. They're supposed to gather the information and say, is this a monopoly? Is this going to hurt that's competition? The, that's a great point. Yes. Okay. They're not supposed to pick sides and say, well, Microsoft, since you have more money than Sony, off the bat, this already smells fishy to us. They're not supposed to go there without even no. looking at the facts. 
So the fact that they did that, that's why I wrote throughout Twitter and I responded to a lot of individuals that were trying to defend the CMA. I'm sorry. They looked absolutely ridiculous. And I know because I deal with regulators. Okay. In my field, I deal with regulators on a yearly basis. All right. And, and whenever a regulator comes unchecked out of bounds with some egregious statement or try to make a fact or try to make a point on something, guess what? The job of the director of our area is supposed to push back. They're yes. supposed to say, wait a second, why you're coming here with this? Is this some type of agenda? Is this some type of double standard that, that you have here? Because it's not right. And, and the last thing I'll say, boom, is that for, for Microsoft, it's not it's not us trying to make them look like if they're all innocent, like they're the good guys. You know, it's not like they're watching out for everybody here on this panel or listening. But the bottom line is, is that I think anyone can admit that Microsoft has been the most friendly consumer gaming company from the big three. There's yep. no denying that. It's not yep. even debatable. All right. So for for anyone to try to use um, any type of scare tactics to say, hey, Microsoft, you need to guarantee this in, cl- in class. It needs to be in, written in pen. It, you can never take this back. It's not fair, dude. And you know what? It's highly ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. Uh, and uh, and one of the one of the quotes from the CMA, uh, which I have in front of me, that was posted by Tom Warren uh, once again. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, this is what the CMA, if, you, if, you, if, if maybe you're unfamiliar of what the CMA had to say, I have two quotes here that are very suspicious. Uh, almost, I, I, I would even dare say, as a former investigator, that these are literally cut and paste. And this is supposed to be a professional document. Like, this is actually put out there by the CMA. It's quite embarrassing. It says this, folks. The CMA has gathered substantial evidence from the Microsoft, ABK, and third parties to assess the significance of ABK's gaming portfolio. This evidence consistently pointed towards ABK's content, especially Call of Duty, as being important and capable of making a material difference to the success of rival gaming platforms. ABK invests, and this is where this came right out of the Brazilian uh, documents that they put publicly, uh, ABK invests a significant time and capital in creating regular Call of Duty releases, which consistently rank as some of the most important, uh, most popular games. These titles require thousands of game developers and several years to complete, and that there are very few other games of similar caliber or popularity. That entire block that I just read, ladies and gentlemen, was cut and paste from what Sony said to the Brazilian government. Is that not insane? That I mean, think about that for a second. Think about the 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 accusations that could be made about uh, corruption. Like, did Sony send the CMA this prepared document? Because those exact words were literally cut and paste from Sony's claims to the Brazilian government. Think about that for a second. So I have another one in front of me, and it continues. Hold on. Let me me just find it here. Hold on just a second. Yes, sir. I think, I think Mav is uh, trying to get in. Oh my God, Mav is here. Mav, what's <laughs> going on, brother? Welcome. There I didn't is. know that you were going to be here, bro. This is great. What we up? What get, up? We will get to you momentarily, brother. Yeah, no uh, we, 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 yeah, we have a, we have a lot to get into. Specifically, the letter that was sent uh, via uh, head of Microsoft Gaming, Phil Spencer, to Jim Ryan in uh, in, in uh, late January concerning the uh, ABK deal and how they have committed. 
to Call of Duty potentially staying on the box till at least 2027. That's why we have questions as to why Sony's claiming otherwise, but we will get your uh, information. Uh, we'll get your opinions momentarily. Let me just um, let me close this down. Let me bring up what uh, what uh, let's see. Is okay. Yeah, okay. So he actually he posted it twice, but I want to read you uh what Tom Warren had to say regarding this when this first went public uh last week. Tom Warren says this I've read through the CMA's uh this uh decision on Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. It's written like they want to protect Sony's number one position in gaming while also claiming there isn't much competition to Call of Duty. With a question mark. Millions of people still play CSGO every day, and Apex Legends is huge. And here's one of the other statements that was uh, uh, pretty pretty substantial as to very, very easy to defend in court if it gets to court. Uh, the CMA uh, uh, claimed that Microsoft has a strong position uh, in the industry, and this would make it even stronger. So uh, Tom Warren says, I'm not sure that the, the CMA is familiar with the gaming industry when it says Microsoft has a strong position in gaming when it comes to consoles. Is third place a strong position? And this is what it has, folks. And this is, pre- this is pretty telling. PlayStation, as of, as of, this, uh, as of this post, had 117.2 million PlayStation 4 sold. Now, if you tack on the 22 million PlayStation 5s, I'm no mathematician, but that's nearly 140 million consoles worldwide. 140 million customers. Nintendo Switch currently is sitting at 111. You know where Microsoft is sitting as being so-called a powerful entity in the console market space? The Xbox One sold 58 million, and the current Xbox Series X and S has sold about, let's just say, 16 million, right? Again, not a mathematician. That is half, 50% of what Sony has sold to date. 50, they have a 50% lead on console sales. I, I, what Microsoft is trying to do is remain relevant and is to compete. The competition is not supposed to be stifled. That's what the FTC is for. That is what the CMA is for. It is not to worry. And in this document, they actually said they have concerns of Sony's number one position being challenged. Holy shit. Are you, know you what, kidding me? You, boom. Real fast. You know what's something I haven't heard anybody say and, and, I would argue with with these regulators that not allowing this deal to go through is anti-competitive. Yes, hundred percent. Yep, I agree. Listen, what, what what could you say? Oh, listen, Daquan C, your super sticker uh, showed up, brother. Thank you so much for the generosity. He drops a one dollar super sticker. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, Tom from Toonami, I love that name. Drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Imagine being the market leader, crying so much." Microsoft has to sign a deal with you personally to get you to stop crying like a child. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get Mavin here, I let's get to. Web, let, yeah, well, let, let's uh, let's get Web Dave. Uh, Dave, listen, you've heard what John had to say to open it up. Uh, you've heard what I've had to say. Uh, this is 
Uh, it seems one-sided. Uh, it certainly seems like, uh, and I'm glad that this letter's out there because, like I said, the more information that comes out about what has been um, talked about personally between Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer, uh, I'm sure all these emails will be brought into court uh, if, if it goes that far. I, I actually don't think anyone has a leg to stand on because one of the biggest things that we can say is that uh, this deal does not corner the market. It does not set up uh, blockades for PlayStation and Nintendo to make deals. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the biggest um, complaints that I've heard people uh, rally around is, well, Nintendo has, uh, you know, uh, almost over 111 million consoles uh, out in the market, and they don't have Call of Duty, right? And they're still winning MPDs, number one MPDs, each and every month. And they have been for like the last three years, Dave. Um, so again, more evidence to suggest that this is a lot of hogwash. What What are your thoughts on the fact that uh, the, the that uh, Microsoft, specifically Phil Spencer, went to The Verge to Tom Warren and said, no, no, hold on a sec, Tom. I got a story for you, brother. This yeah. is what I sent to Jim Ryan. I think it really does paint a bad-looking picture for SIE, specifically Jim Ryan. Yeah, I, I, I want to make a quick point because I want to hear from Fuzzy and I want to hear from Mav. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Um, but just the, the quick point I want to make is that um, <clears throat> that him, you know, doing this and letting him know, you know, because there's a lot of like, you know, he said, she said kind of stuff. But with him actually pointing out that this this really did happen and this is what they they said, uh, let's let you know that they, you know, they're not trying to back things off they're going to honor the agreement that uh, that's already established and basically that to me that's what that's saying is that they're going to honor the previous agreements that are in place like they already have with you know like they did uh was it um the tokyo wire the the ghost wire tokyo yeah, ghost wire tokyo mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so, yes. you know, so, so even so, with death so, loop we, we still yeah. don't know if xbox players are getting death loop so that's you know they're stepping up and doing the right thing by honoring these contracts and even, you know, I guess, uh, what was it um, he said at one point, and this was just one of his other off comments that uh, Phil had said in one of his interviews, you know, that there should always be a Call of Duty in some form on PlayStation. Now, to me, I take that as, you know, maybe eventually the main Call of Duty, if, you know, once the contracts are up, they don't necessarily have to honor that, but they can put the Warzone on there because it's a free-to-play where you buy, you know, you buy add-ons and stuff like that so that's that's definitely something that they could do and still and still to me be compliant with uh with any of these organizations saying you know hey call of duty's on there maybe it's not necessarily going to be the same on all platforms eventually but for now they're going to honor it because they have contracts to do so so that's that's what i feel like i feel like they're going to continue to do it and this is just another way of people or at least being able to for microsoft to say Look, we are going to do what it takes to get this deal done, and I still, still think this deal is going to get done this year, not next year. This year, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I'm on that mm-hmm. camp, and like I said, I'll take the giant L. I, I think that November comes around, and right before the holidays, the deal gets done. That's that, that's my opinion. Others think otherwise, especially with what the uh, CMA had to we say. 
Uh, again, it's 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 opinions, folks. It's opinions. Um, I and speaking of opinions, I'm interested to get Fuzzy in on this, uh, mm-hmm. and then we'll get Mav. And if anyone wants to add a rebuttal, by all means, John, come back in on the back end and give us your opinion. Uh, uh, look, Fuzzy, this really does paint Sony in a bad light. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously. Uh, Brazil, when it comes to big business, they are one of the one of the things that sets Brazil apart from many many entities uh, within the giant world that we live on is the fact that they are uh, forward facing when it comes to its public knowledge of big business, and that's mm-hmm. how. And I originally called it a leak, which of course I was I was wrong for saying so. This wasn't leaked; it was just put out there because they want their people to know what's going on, and in that doc in those documents, Sony claimed to be the victim, uh, like we've seen in many, many of those bully videos where the poor <laughs> kid is getting picked on, and then he finally has backed, been backed into a corner enough, and he beats the balls off said bully, and then the teacher comes running out and says, "How dare you, little Tommy?" And you're like, "Wait a second, what? Tommy, little Tommy's been getting bullied for for years, and he finally beats up this this moron, and now he's getting in trouble." Well, that's what it kind of feels like over here. Microsoft has been kicked around. They have been third place for an entire generation. Uh, this mm-hmm. literally, Fuzzy, this is how you share games, <laughs> is what won Sony the generation. And listen, let's, let's, not, let's not fake the funk here. Microsoft lost said generation because they got cocky Sony. Uh, they got uh, cocky like Sony did when the PlayStation 2 to 3, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't have enough studios. They only had, I think, four or five at the time. They weren't in on gaming the way they are now because, of course, uh, you know, bad management, right? Yeah. They made statements that shouldn't have been made. So they stepped in it, so to speak. Well, Sony is stepping in it right now because they have, in fact, been the market leader since the end of the PlayStation 3 generation through all of the PlayStation uh, 4 generation and still to this day are still considered the market leader. Mm-hmm. That, that, I mean, that is generation after generation, year after year. It, 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 everyone, and I mean everyone, folks, and you know who I'm talking about. We don't throw people on the buses on this channel. You know the podcasters. I just want Microsoft to compete, right? <laughs> How many times did we not hear that from said podcaster? Well, mm-hmm. Microsoft is competing and now it's a problem? Well, yeah. you know, Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Well, it, it's funny. Sony likes to call out how they feel they're being wronged in this deal when all the stuff that they do behind the scenes is some of the stuff that they're calling out. They're the ones that will pay to have something excluded from a service. And it may not be written in the contract in those exact words, but you know, to have the exclusive... Um, presence on their subscription service first prior to it going to other subscription for services is the way that they would block things or they would just straight out pay for additional like content that you know in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really mean much but from a consumer standpoint the consumer is going to see it as something that's a draw oh i would love to have that extra strike or that extra you know you know legendary weapon in destiny so i'll just just get it on playstation i mean they a lot of times their wording in some of their advertisements makes it seem like it's only available on that platform and, and that's even for multi-plat games so uh, them calling 
stuff out in Brazil and then it magically appearing in the same documents for the CMA. It's either they forwarded the copy or they copied and pasted, which I don't mean steal Mav's words, but it, it just seems like there's there's so much that Sony is doing to hold on to their original position or their their market leader position that they're they're willing to do anything and even you know when you're not looking they're they're picking your pocket type of deal but i know people are going to parse the several years comment from phil as far as the kind of like the contract extension without it being an official contract extension since they don't own the company yet it's just basically something in good faith that they're they're discussing or or coming to an understanding on uh it, it it definitely gives Sony time to get their act together as far as their games as a service. It gives them the opportunity to still make money off it. It's just that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're not going to make quite the amount of money that they were before through microtransactions or the 30% cut from the stores. But overall, it, it comes down to Sony now, even though they may not want to, you know, be out in the open as far as some of their business dealings. A lot of that stuff has been exposed and it, it, it makes it hard for anyone that's defending their, you know, outcries for, you know, help or protection from the CMA to kind of protect their, their market share uh, position. But um, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, the deal still goes through in the grand scheme of things uh, since the, it's just basically the same, you know, things that were looked at in, in Brazil, I, there really isn't much that the, um, you know, Microsoft lawyers don't have to uh, put together to, to rebut all of those, those concerns or to at least, you know, put them at ease. So I, I, I think this is just a matter of Sony still trying to claw and, and kick and fight to keep their spot. And, you know, I wouldn't say pre- try to prevent the inevitable, but to some extent it kind of is. And it's going to wind up coming back to bite them in the long term. But yeah, look, look for looking forward to the holiday when hopefully the deal is announced. But, you know, if this winds up being a little bit slower process than expected, then, you know, hopefully early next year, come like February or so. Yeah. I mean, again, at at the worst, I think first quarter of of twenty twenty three. But I hope I hope that's not the fact the case. Mav, listen, you just got in here, but obviously you've been talking about this with Pong, with you know you know with with, with your with your members of your podcast on Friday evenings uh, at eight p.m. This is this is you know being that more and more of this Mav is coming out. You know, uh, one of the biggest things that came out of the Brazilian uh, documents was the fact that it was confirmed that Sony pays for blocking rights, right? Uh, and, and and as big of a deal as that is, that was put to bed by the media who didn't talk much about it. We talked about it, but not, not many people in the media. Uh, if that's not stifling your competition, I don't know what is. Um, but when you look at this deal, uh, I don't know how much better of a deal that you could have asked because specifically, and I, and I want to, I want to reiterate what, uh, what uh, Phil Spencer said to bring you in on, on, you know, up to speed. And he said this in a direct message to the verge. If you're just joining us, we have 520 people here. Holy matrimony. If you are enjoying the content, if you're not subscribed, please consider hitting this, uh, the subscribe button, hit the bell icon. So you always know, when I go live, and that's right, we, folks, this week, five consecutive days of podcasting, Monday through Friday, live shows, 
uh, this week, third week in a row, as a matter of fact. But, uh, Mav, this is what uh, Phil Spencer said in a direct uh, statement to Tom Warren of The Verge. In January, we provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least several more years beyond Sony's current contract. And this is where it gets interesting. He says this, an offer that goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. And that is the real sticking point here, because if we are just going to play the Assume game, let's just say, and we know for a fact that their deal ends in 2024, right? They have it this year, they have it next year, and they have it the year after. And I know people are saying, oh, next year there's not going to be a Call of Duty, but they still have the marketing rights on a Call of Duty, and that will be Warzone 2, which is launching uh, this November. So they'll have the marketing rights for that as well. So they're not losing anything. They just won't have a marketing rights to an actual Call of Duty proper game because they're not releasing one next year. So they'll have the last one in 2024 according to current contract. But when he says several years... You can assume, and like I said, is it a couple, meaning two? When he says several, does it mean three? All I know is that it's going. they're going to have Call of Duty on PlayStation, Call of Duty proper, for the next five to six years. No one, and Phil Spencer specifically said that, this is something that's not usually done in gaming, where they someone just buys something and you just lose access to it. That's what happened with Microsoft and the technology for Crackdown 3. Remember that? They, they were shooting through the wall, and that technology got bought out from underneath them, and they didn't license it through Epic, and they had to change the whole game. And well, I quite enjoyed Crackdown 3, but a lot of people didn't for a lot of reasons. And that's not what's happening here. When you see everything that has transpired with Sony, all of their anti-consumer moves, all of their, uh, their BS that has been put out there as if they are the victims when they are the aggressor, they are the bully, Mav. What are your thoughts on this? And was this a, a smart tactic of Phil Spencer to put this out there to the world uh, that, hey, we promised them already in a signed uh, contract, I mean, a, a, a signed letter saying, hey, listen, we are guaranteeing that it's going to be on PlayStation for the next several years past your 2024 contract. Could they have gotten even a better deal or are they crying wolf? Yeah, that's a good question. First off, thanks for letting me uh, ruin the flow and crash your show, Boom. Because I, we love you, I brother. Had, I had to be in here. I uh, my daughter just finished a sleepover. I didn't know I was going to be able to be here, um, but we're as, happy yeah, to have I you, brother. Watching, and I, I was like, I got to hop in this show because it's too much good stuff to talk about. And I love, <laughs> I love this topic, right? Um, so, as far as I, the funniest thing about that specific thing that phil said with regarding call of duty is i've seen it used against them now in conversation on on, from journalists and from uh people on social media and stuff being like oh he lied they said they were going to go there forever but now he's just saying several years it sounds like there's a cutoff date and it's like people don't understand like you can't give a contract in perpetuity like a forever contract for something right that just doesn't that doesn't happen so when they say several like I've seen people speculate, well, that means we could only be a couple. Well, no, if they said it, if it was a couple, they would have said a couple. If it was a few, they would have said a few. This is several years and well beyond anything that he said exists in the gaming industry. So that should already be letting you know right there they've been putting their best foot forward. Now, you also have to take about think about when that took place, right? That took place in January. That was right after this acquisition was announced when Sony was 
crying on social media and on their blog posts and everything about this deal saying, well, they, we expect Microsoft and we expect uh, Xbox to still honor their agreements and release Call of Duty on PlayStation. Well, guess what? Phil immediately came out and said, well, I had a good talk with, with uh, Jim Ryan and uh, let them know for sure we're going to be releasing you know, Call of Duty on the PlayStation. I think their intent, obviously, is to keep releasing the game on PlayStation, but in a fluid and dynamic industry, you cannot make any long-term promises in a forever capacity, right? Yes. It just doesn't happen. Right. So the people making a thing about that, they use the word several, saying that there's like a, a cutoff date to this, it's absolutely ludicrous. And again, more people just looking for ways to pick this apart. And that goes yep. to the CMA, like with their whole argument against this it's y'all right it is a copy and paste from sony i i don't i don't blame personally sony for trying to do this because it is their business call of duty they've they've relegated themselves into such position that third-party exclusivity is one of the biggest parts of their business right and so much call of duty specifically call of duty and that's their own doing Right. They didn't have to go that approach. That's what they chose to do as their business model to draw people into their ecosystem is to make games like Final Fantasy exclusive to, to get marketing rights on Call of Duty to do like a freaking uh, exclusive quest and Hogwarts Legacy. Right. A Spider-Man only on the Avengers uh, on on PlayStation, uh, things like this. Right. And that's what their M.O. is. That's what they do. And. When they get the biggest piece of that pie potentially taken away from them, the thing that makes them the most money, they're going to freak out and they're going to do everything they can to potentially shut that down because it's business. They wouldn't be doing their job if they weren't trying to protect their business. However, it's a ludicrous argument and it absolutely holds no water. And and the fact that the CMA had nothing better to run with than things that were going to damage Sony means that their argument is weak. There you go. Right. It is absolutely weak, and this only, when I saw that, only strengthened my position that I believe the deal will go through, right? In- because they have nothing else. They they didn't come up with anything compelling. They only went and saw what their argument, because you can best believe the Sony argument to Brazil was the same that they sent every regulator out there with their answers, right? So they're the only challenger. That's why even the cloud infrastructure uh, argument made on there, the two points also relegated back to hurting Sony the most because everything in that was to protect Sony. So a copy and paste of their challenge leads them to have the excuse that they need to take it to phase two, right? you know what they were going to do all along. You know what's funny, Mav? Great points, Mav. You know what's funny? Sony, it, it, they... In trying to do exactly what you're saying and doing their job, trying to go about best business, trying to block this deal or do anything they can to put any uh, requisites on this deal, all they're doing is they're they're showing the world, they're they're airing their dirty laundry because I love I love the way that Microsoft is responding by saying things like, oh, but you guys block deals all the time also. I, I, I love how Phil Spencer had to come out. Uh, on his post on his blog and basically say just like we kept minecraft we intend on doing the same with call of duty yeah. we have we have set precedents here so everything that you're telling the cma is bs 
and we're calling you out in front of the world. And so it's so, also hypocritical, right? Ex exactly. So all yeah. Sony's going to do as much as they whine and as much as they cry and as much as they don't want this deal to go through, obviously, great point. We This is something they need to do. They're just going to make themselves look really bad, just like they did with the whole Epic Games thing, not wanting to put things on multi-plat, not wanting to do cross-play. They, they looked horrible. At, at the end of that, and they're going to end up looking. Yeah. Horrible. Well, as far as Sony's image and worrying about looking horrible, that doesn't seem like a thing they're too concerned about right now with raising prices and uh, first on games, and then also on the actual hardware itself. And it's like they're just willing to take the image hits. And I don't think that if the most average consumers aren't going to even know about these dealings with like the CMA or you know the regulators and the language that's coming out. But like it does spread to people like us that get to, get to see this stuff and it, yep. actually see 100%. the hypocrisy and their argument and their challenge here. And the, the thing that's the, why it's such a softball, right? Like the, the CMA and the other regulators are going to use this to try and get their concession because that makes themselves worth the while of existing, right? If you don't go and try and find something that you can accomplish in a $70 billion deal, the biggest uh, deal in video game history, you're not doing your job. And that's what they feel like. They got to do their due diligence. They got to do their job on this, even if it's just ridiculous stuff. And Microsoft has seen this from step one. They've been two, three, four, five steps ahead of this whole thing. Uh, hence why they even sent that letter to, to Jim Ryan in the first place, even saying that. Because guess what? Checkmate. I, you've already taken care of that in the past, and you can use that in your arguments now going forward. There's a reason why they did that. It wasn't just a make Sony happy and play nice guy It's because they know when this comes up later that they can actually use that as ammunition in their own argument against Sony, which they saw coming a mile away. Right. It's, it's all, it's all like playing chess and Microsoft has just been way ahead of the game. Now, when you're these regulators and you say you have, you got to find something and that your only argument, the only people that challenge you is Sony and you copy and paste that pretty much challenge and send it out to the world. What it's doing, first off, for me, it's making the regulators look incompetent, but not even knowing anything about the industry that they're trying to regulate against. Yes. Um, because now they're going to their phase two where they do their actual learning phase. But the problem was is they're posturing. Where the same thing is happening across all these other regulating industry uh, regulators across the world, they're the ones that came out on Twitter like with like strong emojis and all these things with like the uh, the band symbol and all this kind of stuff and trying to make a a big stink about this whole thing, raising attention to it, right? As everybody else is just like, we're just moving into phase two, right? They're like, no, hey, wait a second. You know, we got to take a look at this because Sony said it might be bad for them, right? And that's not a good look for a regulator when your job is to protect competition, which protects the consumer. Your job as a regulator is not to protect a competitor, and especially the competitor that is number one in the industry that you are now saying might damage in the uh, in your letters, right? So the whole argument is actually a big old softball, and all it's going to amount to is them coming to Microsoft and being like, okay, well, you need to make a concession on the, the how long Call of Duty is going to be in uh, available on PlayStation. That's and a possibility, Mav, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's a possibility, but why I disagree with that and why I have a strong suspicion that none of that is going to come to fruition is because there's been precedent sent in other industries, such as when Disney purchased Marvel. There wasn't any agreement made that they needed to keep Daredevil on Netflix. 
No, I agree. It's just so, a different. It's just a different regulators industry now. It's the FTC is doing different stuff, and I think Microsoft was willing to make that concession to begin with because honestly, it was what their plans were. I see. I see. That. So you know that that was well, their I mean, plans all think- along. So it, it, imagine setting somebody up, right? You're Microsoft. Yes. You're like, okay, well, you know, like we're trying to get this done deal, and oh, you want Call of Duty? You want us to sign this? Oh man, that's going to be hard for us to do. Okay, sure, no problem. Let's get it done, right? I that's just- the situation they're setting up for themselves. To be the easiest thing to do is to sign a concession to make a game that they planned on selling on a platform already multiplayer. I understand like, that, but again, like the the argument, right? That that we're making, Mav, and I think that right. we're on the same page. Is that what number is good enough for Sony? Ten years, twenty well, years, twenty-five years? Because at the end of the day, Microsoft is going to have to put something on paper, as as we're all thinking that they're going to. And and is that going to be good enough for Sony and the regulators? Well, what if they What if they what say only only the next two games, and that's not good enough? So well, yeah, the next two games are already under existing contract, right? So the I exactly. think this the whatever they've already sent to Sony sets that precedent of what they're willing to concede to, what they're willing to do the concession on. It, 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 it appears more, again it, more than that. It appears that it, and again, this I means just spitballing here. It seems like the deal could go upwards of to 2027, right? Like it, yeah. with the extent with the extension. Now, uh Roddy Gamer 77. First of all, brother, welcome to the channel. Hopefully you're subscribed. If not, Hit that subscribe button. He says Warzone 2 will stay on PlayStation within two or three years. Call of Duty mainline games will be exclusive to Xbox. And, you know, and rightfully they should. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, w- one of the biggest uh, money makers uh, for Activision, uh, for Sony per se, uh, is the uh, Warzone um, monies from because it's free to play, right? So all their, you know, they're, they're making money hand over fist and all the microtransactions. And Warzone continues yep. to be one of the the most popular free to play games, and that will in fact stay on Sony's box because why wouldn't it? I said this from the beginning. Microsoft would be bananas not to put it on there yeah. because they would be potentially losing and leaving millions upon millions of dollars on the table Dave, you want, you want to jump to in brother i just want to make a quick point yeah, um, yeah come to, on to in. what Mav was saying which is awesome by the way man great points dude um that this deal um you know even though they're gonna i'm sure they're gonna have this goes back and forth a little bit you know i still think it's gonna be done this year i think they're gonna get everything in line but if it comes down to it and they throw up some brick walls microsoft will just sue them and, yes yep. and sony We're- Sony does not want the dirty laundry to come out that Microsoft will present in their case of of their practices and the things that they have done. They will air out laundry that Sony would just flip out if 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 those kind of information got out there. I'm telling you, yeah. this deal is done this year. This deal is it's a, this is a lot of showboating and grandstanding going on right now. There is nothing. I and mean, nothing that can stop this deal because there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing the illegal about opinion. the deal. Correct. The only, the only thing that they could like try and make a stink that could drag this out, right? And more than just signing a concession of like Call of Duty coming to PlayStation for this many years is because the second argument that they made, that Sony made, was 100% trying to keep Call of Duty from going into Game Pass. That's right. not going to happen. They and that's not going to happen. Microsoft yeah. will not let that happen. Yeah, and that's the reason they made that argument about their cloud services and Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Being on that is that's going to point. potentially create this huge thing, and it's going to hurt all of everybody's business and all this stuff. 
The reason they put that in there is because they don't want Call of Duty to go to Game Pass because guess what? They know it's going to cause a lot less people to buy that game on their platform. But, but Mav, right? I, I thought people like paying $69.99 for games. No, they don't. The uh, it's actually proven no. from PlayStation owned consumers that they don't like playing paying $70 oh, for games. I was because told guess what? The software sales are down, 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 down. Oh. So hey, where does uh, where does Sony get its uh, cloud gaming from? They 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 get it from Azure, which is owned by. Well, Microsoft. that's to, that's to their that's to their point that we even have to go to Microsoft to get these services. Well, they, right? they could so have gone to Amazon. Right, right. They could they, they, they could have they, a better deal. Yes. Yeah. They the, the Amazon they, they own actually before Azure, right? So yes. there's no like there's no monopoly in the cloud also because you do have Amazon out there, you have Google, and yep. also you have other subscription services and gaming as well. Uh, that are successful my, minus uh, even PlayStations because you have Apple and you have Google in that market. And guess what? When everything's on all these multiple devices and your TVs and your phones and your tablets, once those apps start showing up on those devices too, you're going to start to see some of these AAA games all of a sudden start showing up on those mobile store on those storefronts as well. Mm-hmm. So, and the, you're, they can't relegate. And what Sony's worst issue is here. Is because they're painting a picture as of like today. Well, today, if Call of Duty is on Game Pass, it's going to hurt our sales, right? Obviously, but that's not their concern. That's not the that shouldn't be the CMA's concern with hurting Sony sales. They're not there to protect a competitor. They're there think, to protect competition. Matter, and it's, well, it's funny you say that because in this in this uh, 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 um, what the CMA said that was interesting is that they and I quote and I and I've read it multiple times so I can quote it. We have concerns that uh, that's uh, PlayStation's number one position will be af- uh, affected by this deal. And you can't do that to Jimmy. Um, I was under the impression that you are worried, should be worried about the fact that yeah. they're charging $18 per month yeah. for a service that doesn't offer day and day games. They just raised uh, $50 prices uh, in your region that just saw an inflation of 18% in the UK uh, that that uh, Microsoft has just announced a family plan, a friends and family plan yeah. that offers a Game Pass Ultimate for as low as $5 a month. So I, I, I don't understand who we are actually defending here, but it's instead oh. of defending consumers, it does in fact seem like they are and, and defending not, Sony. Not only that, boom, but... Like in that deal where you're, you know, protect the protecting the number one uh, in the industry, right? Or where they're saying like, oh, it might hurt Sony's number one position. Well, guess what? Sony did the entire last generation was do deals like this to hurt yes. the competition's position, right? Yep. right? To should've... gain market share. That's what the competition is. They should have you know just came I mean? out. They should have just came out and say, "Listen, we got a call from Jimmy, and he has concerns." <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right, Jimmy has concerns, and we 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 need to post them on Twitter for all for all of you to see. Well, you know what's interesting, you know, again, folks, we're 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 uh, rolling into the two hour mark, so we're going to get everyone out of here. We pretty much said everything we could say, but I do want to add one other point to this. Uh, a lot of people suggest that Sony is doing this as a stall tactic to allow them to continue to acquire new studios and new uh, developers and publishers, potentially Square Enix, which I don't think Microsoft actually has a, has a care for. Um, and they might be right. But uh, in, in response to Bill Spencer's response to the CMA, uh, and he threw this out there, and I'm glad he did, we intend to make Activision Blizzard's much-loved 
library of games, including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty available in Game Pass and to grow these gaming communities. Uh, and I think that was a great point. Real quick, we have two Super Chats that came in. JFX88 drops a very generous $10 Super Chat and says, Microsoft needs this deal to go through more than even now, uh, 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 more than ever, ever now that 343 is messing up big time. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's another clusterfuck for sure. Uh, Xbox needs to have a shooter on lock. And yes, it's a shame that it's going to take a $70 billion deal to do that when they have a billion-dollar IP in Halo just shit in the bed. I mean, I, I, and folks, listen, I, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I spent $100 in both, in both seasons. I'm not ashamed to say that. I spent 100 bucks. Uh, I have over 12 days of play in Halo Infinite. I'm, I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. But 343 has consistently dropped the ball. And what is a shame is that they're looking to get Forge which I can't wait for. You see some of the Forge maps. I mean, we've seen AT-ATs on one of the levels, which is bonkers. The fact that we are going to be saved by the community and not 343 is where the problem lies for sure. Uh, but let me uh, let me see. I got another Super Chat coming in here from. Let me see where it is. Thank you, Dave. Freddie Fox. What's up, Freddie? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the generosity. It says, Boob, honestly, Sony doesn't want to have Call of Duty, period. That's why all this dancing by Sony is BS. Sony deserves a taste of their own medicine. Indeed, they do. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, we had over 520 people here. A big shout-out to you. Uh, let's get to the outros. John Wolf, we'll start with you first. Welcome back, brother. How? Uh, tell people about your channel, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, Boom, I've been really busy, as I mentioned, with work and trying to get some personal stuff done. Uh, thank you so much, Boom, for the invite. Uh, any chance that I get to be on any shows, I'm going to try to jump on them if my schedule allows them. I love talking games with all you guys and, and and just listening and really taking feedback from all these different shows and, you know, just trying to make sense of it. Thank you so much, Boom, again. If you if you guys feel inclined, please check out my YouTube channel. Um, thinking of starting up some uh, interviews going forward again, trying to set things up, but uh, I'll let everybody know on the uh, on Twitter as soon as uh, I'm ready to make my full comeback, man. Thanks, Boone. Appreciate that very much. Uh, and Web Dave, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the, the interview you just put out there today. And more importantly, where can people subscribe to your YouTube channel and reach out to you on social media? Man, uh, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this great panel today. I mean, John, Fuzzy, Mav, oh man, I love being on a on a podcast with Mav. He's so awesome, and I mean that, buddy. I'm just saying it because you're here. I just true, watched buddy. your uh, interview with Jasper. It's great, by the way. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, was it? Uh, is it Lore Master Jasper? <laughs> that's uh, that's his uh, channel now, and uh, interview is up now. It's uh, it's a good interview, and uh, and then I'm uh, actually getting ready. As soon as I take off here, I'm getting ready to interview um, uh, Hargeek Chani, and that'll go up uh, next Monday. And then got some other ones uh, coming up, uh, some good ones, some big ones, and all, always fun, man. These are absolutely fun. Boom, thanks again for, for letting me be a part of this amazing community you've got. Thanks, buddy. Well, thank you very much for being a part of it, and we're glad to have you on each uh, in, each and every Friday morning. And obviously, when we do these special edition podcasts, love having you a part of it. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about your YouTube channel, what other shows you're on, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Uh, it was awesome being on here with you guys. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. Uh, 
shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you guys for joining us as well. Anybody that uh, watches on the replay, uh, thank you so much for coming out here. It's all all because of you guys that we were able to do this and, and boom and everything. For for any of those that want to hear my endless ramblings on gaming, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, you can also find me on FSP Mondays, 10 p.m. On Mav's channel, Fun Speculation, uh, just search Fun Speculation on YouTube. Uh, you can also find me on Breakfast with Boom this uh, Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time uh, on Double Barrel Gaming, this channel here. So definitely uh, stop by and check us out for that. And then on Friday evening, Xbox Ultimate, also on Fun Speculation's channel at 9 p.m. Eastern Time with the family. And then on Saturday on uh, the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam and uh, Pong Soul at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Ah, thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And folks, uh, I am officially, uh, what is it, six away from 10K followers on Twitter. I mean, that's crazy. Like, I Whoa. can't believe it. Yeah, six six away from 10K. You got uh, this. If, yeah, if you want to know exactly how many tweets I've done since I in my inception in Twitter, 138.3 thousand tweets ladies and gentlemen that's right i'm closing in on 150 thousand tweets i like mm-hmm. to tweet a lot <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna get the blue check mark i don't know I, i've been denied several times maybe when i hit 10k they'll move me into an upper echelon i i don't know uh but i want to hang out with jez in the you know in in, in, in the uh the, the heaven room so to speak with the rest of the tom warrens and such who have this blue check mark let's see if i get it uh, if you're not subscribed to the channel, hit the subscribe button. If you're not following me on Twitter, it's at Mr. Boomstick XL. Let's get 10K today. And of course, um, Mav, you guys have been killing it on your channel. Love the family atmosphere you have on Friday evenings. Love PM in the PM, what you do with Pong each and every week. Sell your brand. Tell yeah, everyone thanks, where they could subscribe to your YouTube channel. What shows you got going on that they could add to their weekly podcast listening pleasures and more importantly reach out to you on social media yeah thanks again for letting me crash your show mid- middle of the way through boom it's great it, to it, um it. hopefully add to the, some of the conversation here but uh if you guys want to check out what we got going on just follow on twitter fun speculation um also if you check out youtube it's fun speculation where we have multiple shows as you've heard fuzzy here uh mondays we have fun speculation podcast that's at 10 p.m eastern we just talk about all of the different uh consoles and gaming and we uh, take a look at the week ahead coming out for game releases and fuzzy helps out with that a lot um <laughs> as well as jasper does and then also we have another show called pm in the pm as boom just uh talked about with pong soul and i that's on thursdays at 7 p.m eastern uh on the same channel and then friday nights at 9 p.m eastern is xbox ultimate podcast um and we about a month ago, we hit our 100th episode, so nice. uh, we'll be doing 100 and episode 105 uh, this week. And it should be a great week this week, Boom, because we have the Disney uh, uh, the D23 about. gaming yes. uh, event that they got. They also, there's supposed to be news from other things as well. We got a Ubisoft show coming up as well. Uh, so this Tokyo is gonna be a good game couple show weeks. next week. I think it is. Yeah, we're gonna have a good couple weeks of some yeah. interesting gaming news here. That, that's gonna make things a lot uh, a lot of fun. So yeah, just come check it out. I also stream games and and everything there over on Fun Speculation. 
Well, listen, brother, thank you so much for jumping in. Definitely uh, appreciate you joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be your special edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. We'll be back at it with the regular crew tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to my social media feed on Twitter. I just put out the schedule for the first four days of the week, Monday through Thursday. And yes, there will be a Friday breakfast with Boom as per the norm. I just haven't done the uh, thumbnail or wrote that show, but the other four shows are ready to rock and roll. And I'll see you on these YouTube streets. And of course, I want to thank all the super chats that come in the new channel members that continue to power the big giveaways that Mrs. Boomstick and I uh, really hang our hats on, especially when that, that we also welcome in our international viewers. Even if you are outside the United States, we will get you your prize and pay all uh, currency transfer fees, as well as denominations, where if your country is getting more uh, than the dollar, we will keep we will uh, cover those costs. Uh, and uh, those big contests are coming September, November, and December. Um, and of course, I want to thank everyone that was here, 520 plus people. And I'll close out the show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. That's something that, that my dad taught me with kids, and he would say, son, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow in the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.